Hi, welcome to vegan business and marketing tips for cafes, restaurants, cloud kitchens, home bakers and chefs. If you're vegan and you either own or plan to start a vegan food business and you'd like to do this in a joyful, peaceful, deeply fulfilling way, then you're in the right place. I'm Susmita Veganosaurus and I'm so glad you're here. Let's kick off this episode with an inspiring message from someone who's taken my guidance and applied exactly what I'm teaching you in this limited series podcast. Hi, I'm Shruti Mishra, founder of A Little Dipsy, a plant-based cloud kitchen in Bangalore. Sushmita ran Carrots, the oldest one-of-a-kind all-vegan restaurant in Bangalore. She had all the insights one would need to run a kitchen. I met her several years ago when I attended her Dairy Alternatives workshop. She has the most approachable and warm personality. So once I had a brand and product idea in mind, she was an ideal mentor to reach out to. She guided me right from the basics like feedback on brand names to suggestions on kitchen appliances to being one of the official tasters for everything that came out of the Dipsy Kitchen. Her guidance is always precise, candid valuable and empowering. Dipsy did well right from the get-go. I went on to do another masterclass with her later and that as well was insightful as ever. She will always be someone I will look up to with high regard for advice. There are so many vegan and vegan-friendly brands and plant-based products all over the market these days. And the choices are only growing and growing. It's very heartening to see this. Sometimes it's good to make connections with brands that supply ingredient type products, which will make your life easier when you're cooking your own foods and baking and all of that. But there are also many advantages to making your own dairy alternatives, dips, sauces, and things like that in-house. When you make your own dairy alternatives in-house, for example, your costs get drastically reduced because you are paying for the ingredients and yes, a little bit of that electricity, gas and stuff. But those costs don't compare to how much you'd be spending if you buy a packaged product. Especially if it's something that's tetra-packed, then it's going to cost a lot more. And quite often, these products have additives and other things added to them, which uh, dilute them. So the key ingredient that you need, there isn't enough of it. Say you go and look at uh, an almond milk pack or a cashew milk pack and you will see what I mean. Now, some things, there are big pain to make and the procedure is very long like uh, soy milk. So if you want to use soy milk you could probably buy it. But other things like nut milk, seed milk, rice milk, oat milk, these things are so much easier to make in-house. They don't take a lot of time, they don't take too much effort, they don't need fancy equipment. And because you're only buying the ingredients, which you are likely sourcing in bulk, the ingredients themselves, 
your cost becomes a fraction of what you'd pay for a packaged product. Of course, the shelf life of these are, you know, lesser and the stability is lesser because obviously you're not adding stabilizers. So you make them in small batches. This way, you control the product. You make small batches, you make them fresh, you finish them and then that's it. You have to make a fresh batch. That freshness, that taste, that is seen in the result of whatever it is you make, whether it's baking or in your cooking. And I don't mean this only for dairy alternatives, but also all your dips and sauces and whatnot. For example, if um, you're making hummus, instead of purchasing tahini from outside, you toast your own sesame seeds and then grind them into the hummus while you're making it. So that way, you know, it's like all the ingredients are clean, clear, you know exactly what's going into it and you aren't dependent on an outside product. Being dependent on an outside packaged product, the one issue is they may be available on one day but not available on another day. You know, companies are coming, going, products keep changing. So when you make your own base ingredients like the milks, cheese, uh, dip sauces, all of it from scratch, then whatever product comes and goes in the market, that's not going to impact you. You control the consistency. You aren't dependent on somebody else controlling the consistency of their product so that your product turns out well. So cost is saved. Freshness is there. And you have full control of what goes into it, how much you want to put, and you can tweak things according to your taste, according to the taste of the people you are serving. Another advantage to making your own alternatives is you get to have secret formulas that you create for yourself. You blend some seeds, some nuts, some grains, and then you make a certain kind of a milk or a curd, nobody else can actually make the exact kind. It's your formula. And there's a lot of room to play around with when it comes to working with plant-based stuff. So vegan dairy alternatives are amazing to make in-house and they're a lot of fun to make in-house. Now, when you are making your own products, then you have to test them out. You test them out on the right kind of audience. Yes, of course, we all want to give stuff we make to our friends and family. We want them to try things out and give their inputs. Some of them, because they're close to you, they may not be very honest. They may just tell you what they think you want to hear. Or there may be others who... Because they are not vegan, they may have certain mental blocks. So they may say they don't like a certain thing or criticize it, even though it's good because they just have that mental block and that's what's making the product unappealing to them. You have to choose the right people to try your product out. At least have a handful of them and work with them always. Send it to the kind of person who has some knowledge at least about vegan food, vegan cooking. 
it could also be your uh, fellow vegan businesses why not right if you've built a good relationship with them then it doesn't matter you'll get good feedback from them honest feedback from them it also has to be somebody who will not hesitate to be honest with you and who will be able to give you inputs on how to make it better how to uh, tweak things to improve the taste of whatever it is you're making not just the taste but overall the texture uh, the freshness how to make it last longer there are so many techniques right so talk to people who are aware about this and work with them that way you end up having good product and you are able to consistently provide that good quality good taste and texture to your customers so to recap why make things in house because it cuts costs it keeps things fresh it uh, lets you do small batch so there is no wastage it lets you control what exactly goes into the product you get to have a secret formula <laughs> for yourself for your product so that people get that thing only from you and nowhere else and then you also get to work with people who have knowledge in this area and who are able to give you inputs on how to change things which you can change because you're making the products in house i hope you've downloaded your workbook this podcast will be most useful to you if you not only listen to it but do the work in the workbook the questions in there will make you reflect plan and get so much clarity about your business as you write the answers down it's not going to take a lot of time but it is going to provide great shifts in perspective for you so make sure you download the workbook the link is in the description of this lesson all right talk to you again in the next episode bye